Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. This is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is... Abe! Hola! Out Now is a film podcast, as Abe and I discussing new movies weekly. We also bring in the latest discussion about movie trailers and box office results and predictions, a callback to past films similar to the main film of the week, games, and other fun stuff. This is episode 52, and our main episode review for the week will be The Raid Redemption. And uh, not joining us to discuss the Raid Redemption will be will have been writer for Damn Dirty Blog and skilled thespian who starred as drug, lord, drug lab guard number three, Jordan Grout. He's not here. Thanks, Jordan. <laughs> hey. Yeah. But uh, we do, however, have writer for the VHS Diaries and a man better known as AK-47 Attacker number five, Alan Aguilera. Hello, everyone. And uh, how are you doing today, Al? I am great. How are you gentlemen doing? <laughs> doing pretty Fantastic. good. Fantastic. Uh, All right. We're recording this on Sunday morning, so I just want to say a happy Easter. And uh, that's right. And happy Passover. (laughs) (laughs) He passed right over that one. Yep, he did. (laughs) And uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about the Raid Redemption today. Um, I hope many people have seen it by now. It's been spreading spreading slowly to theaters, so, you know, hopefully hopefully more people will be catching it in the weeks to come. And, uh, you know, we might put a little talk about uh, American Reunion as well. Alan and I both saw American Reunion this past week, so why not? And uh, yeah, let's uh, get to a few announcements here. Um, I've mentioned before, but just a third time's a charm. We have a Twitter handle now for the Out Now podcast. It is outnow underscore podcast, twitter.com slash outnow underscore podcast. So uh, yeah, follow the follow the show and you can get all the all the updates there just as you can on the Facebook page. What have you. Uh, thank you. And um, we also just released a bonus episode. Um, Mark Hoban, Adam Gentry, and I, we recorded a bonus episode that regards a lot of the... Um, Art house and independent cinema that's come out in the past couple months, and including films like Bully, uh, The Kid of the Bike, A Separation, uh, Friends of Kids, and a few other movies. So yeah, um, that was a cool little conversation. So check that one out when you get the chance. And uh, of course, iTunes reviews and ratings always nice to get those. Very simple to do. A couple clicks on the computer helps the show out. Welcome to have them. So uh, thanks. And uh, yeah, let's just uh, get into things. Then let's go start out with uh, Know Everybody, where each week we ask each other a few questions and try to get to set the tone for the podcast and better get to know everybody. So uh, let's uh, let's start it off. I can I can start it off this week. Alan. Yes. Do you prefer the gun battles of a complex ballet of bullets seen in something like a John Woo film or the elaborate martial arts choreography of something like a Jackie Chan or Tony Jaw type film? Oh, I kind of like the martial arts thing. Um, seems like there's more skill than just pulling a trigger or holding a weapon. And I don't know, it's all about timing and precision with um, stage fighting. So I kind of prefer to see that. I think there's more skill involved. And I kind of get really, really into it when it's like fist to fist. Cool. 
but my favorite thing are sword fightings. But you didn't give me that option. <laughs> but um, yeah. That's for that's for our special um, Rob Roy slash Star Wars episode that we'll do. <laughs> oh, Rob Roy. Oh, or Cutthroat Island. <laughs> Cutthroat Island. Um, <laughs> Princess Bride. Abraham. Yes. Do you have any special Easter movies that you watch or anything or Passover movies? I have one. I don't have any. Hey, Aaron, do you have any Easter movies or any Passover movies that you like to watch? We literally last night watched Dogma for Easter. That's nice. Dogma. That's, that's a good that. one. Yeah. Well, the first movie that came to mind when you said that was like Homeward Bound. I was like, eh, I don't know. It, it wasn't the Ten Commandments. No. <laughs> I don't know why it was Homeward Bound. So, so many options. Yeah. Uh, Alan, right back at you. Weapon oh. of choice going down a dark hallway. Weapon of choice going down a dark hallway. Dark hallway. Yeah, in a fifteen-story building with a drug lord at the top. Uh oh oh, I wasn't expecting this. I'm not used to weapons. I'm a, I'm a lover, not a fighter. Um, <laughs> I know the answer. Of course you do, Aaron. Because you're so excited. Here's <laughs> a go, Sarah. You already have an answer. Well, go to Aaron and then come back to me because I'm right, not ready Aaron. for this. Obviously, obviously, it's flamethrower. Oh. Dark alley, you got light, you got a weapon. That's a two, that's a two for right there. But yeah, but if you have a flamethrower, that's a lot of collateral damage where it could affect you if 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 you aim. Hey, hey, if they didn't want but to get if they had bullets, dog, what if they hit the gas tank and then you're done? I've seen Saint Power Ryan. Oh yeah, I've seen I've seen Lethal Weapon Four. It's hilarious when that happens. <laughs> can't my can't my weapon just be Jet Li? <laughs> yeah. Like like little like a like a pack of Jet Li's like pot pot. Yeah, just pot. like I open them up and they all come out. They just beat. You have an Easter egg, and you open your Easter egg, and there's a bunch of Jet Li's inside. It could be like those that Russian, those Russian eggs, which is like one. <laughs> oh, okay. so there's like, so there's like, yeah, there's, there's, yeah, the Russian dolls. So Jet Li opens himself up multiple times, and there's smaller versions of Jet Li popping out of there and fighting people. This sounds like the version of the one. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. the sequel to the one. It's called it's called Honey I Shrunk the One. Cool. So you're going with Jet okay. Li. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go with Jet Li. Jet Li's my dog. Awesome. Abe. Have you ever seen any other Indonesian film? Maybe, but I'm going to say no. Maybe something crossed my plate and I was like, oh, yeah, oh, cool, because maybe it's some policy class in college. Uh, actually, I'm going to look it up after I ask my question to Aaron. Yeah. One of your favorite action movies of all time. Want to narrow it down at all? <laughs> from the last two decades. The Color of Night? <laughs> Color of Night? <laughs> I'm sorry, there's a lot of action in it if you know what I mean. <laughs> From the last two decades, so what would that yeah, be? The like, 90s 92? and 2000s. Die Hard of a Vengeance comes to mind pretty quickly. The uh, Rock. The Rock. Uh, yeah, oh. The Rock, Face Off, Con Air. <laughs> <laughs> bad, bad Boys 2. <laughs> uh, well, well, um, the Good, the Bad, and the Weird comes to mind. Uh, Hot Fuzz. Oh, yeah. Um, Didn't like it that much? No, I love Hot Fuzz. I just... I. I'm trying to think of just pure, strictly action movies. Uh, oh, I'm so sorry. Rambo? No, I don't. I hate it. I'm just throwing out names. I don't care. 10,000 BC? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Taken? I'm actually serious with Taken. But... I've named a good yeah, list. What about the Bourne movies? Good. We can go all yeah. day. The Bourne, yeah, the Bourne movies, actually. I put those pretty high. And, you know, the raids quickly climb in that list as well. So. True that. What about us? He's just not that into you. <laughs> um, here's my question to both of you um, not much redemptions going on in the raid for being a film called the raid redemption what would be a better subtitle for the movie <laughs> the raid Raid. You. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly yeah, what it should be called it's like a big F you or something like that <laughs> or like the raid 
Get me out of here, bro. The raid. Napoleon complex. It's crazy. That guy's small, but he beats the crap out of everybody. Yeah. The raid. Come at me, bro. <laughs> the raid, step by step. Um... Day by day. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that's uh, that's it for everyone. No, everybody, then I guess we've asked each other all our questions, and I feel we've gotten to better know everybody. Bing. So let's uh, move on, then. Let's go on to movie trailer talk, where we talk about a couple of the newest new movie trailers that hit the... Hit the webs, hit the internet, as they say. Our first trailer is going to be for the film Ted, which is the new film, the first motion picture from Family Guy creator Seth MacFarlane, which stars Mark Wahlberg as a man who owns a a teddy bear that is real. <laughs> it is a, it, 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 it's alive. It is a sentient teddy bear. <laughs> it's a thing. Voiced also by Seth MacFarlane and also joining the cast is Mila Kunis as his love interest. This looks to be like a very R-rated filthy version of something like Harvey, I guess. Or, well, I guess people seem to all recognize the Ted as real. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, there you go. Um, two trailers came out. A Red Band trailer came out, which is the one we're going to kind of refer to because it shows how filthy this movie really is compared to the Green Band trailer. So with all that said, Alan, what did you think of the trailer for Ted? I thought it was really, it looked really funny. Like, I didn't know about it until it popped up. I actually ended up watching it right before American Reunion. And I heard that uh, Seth Martin was making a movie, but I didn't really... Put two and two follow. together? Well I, didn't, well, I put two and two together, but, like, I didn't do any research on it. I didn't really... I wasn't following it or anything. So when I saw it, I was like, oh, that looks, oh, this looks funny. So I saw the Green Band trailer, and then I heard there was a Red Band trailer, so I went and looked at that, and that thing's hilarious. Yeah. Um, it just looks filthy. It looks funny. Um... Should should be something. It's another movie to look forward to in the summer, but it's not at the top of my list or anything. Um, I think that I don't know. It doesn't seem entirely original. It just seems like the the humors is what's, what's going to sell the film more so. Yeah, I think so too. I, mean, I thought it looks really funny. Um, I saw the green band before the red band. The red band is really funny. Um, maybe it's because I'm uh, I have a very childish sense of humor, but uh, I think that you're right in the last part, Alan. I agree with you about. Um, I don't know if it's like the humor that's selling it or if like the whole entire plot point. But yeah, it was it was kind of weird to see that everyone is familiar, or I guess that everyone recognizes that Ted is uh, alive and moving. So it it, it was maybe just uh, maybe it's just gonna be something really awesome at the end where they have a very sad moment where he has to forget about his childhood. I forgot Terminator Two in action movies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My answer to uh, I think. I forget who asked that question in the last episode. Um, anyway, uh, Ted, yeah, I um, it looked funny. It made me it made me juggle. I was and it also it, the idea of putting Mark Wahlberg and Mila Kunis back together after their scintillating chemistry and Max Payne also made me laugh. <laughs> I think the thing that threw me the most is the fact that Ted sounds just like Seth MacFarlane's Brian character. Like it sounds Brian like a Seth MacFarlane and, character. Uh, Peter. And Peter. Yeah. And so it, that kind of threw me of just like. He's not doing much different here, but with that said, it, it, I mean, I was entertained. I like Mark. I like seeing Mark Wahlberg make kind of a goof of himself. Like I, I think he has a, I think he has a good sense of comedic timing that's not well played. Opposed, to, I think I like that more than his seriousness. So that that kind of has me intrigued right there. And just you know the general idea of there's a real life teddy bear running around doing crazy <laughs> with Mark Wahlberg is kind of funny. <laughs> so. Yeah, overall, I mean, yeah, it's uh, coming soon. It's not like a top of my list for the summer, but yeah, it's certainly looking forward to it. It, sounds, it looks entertaining. Like, I'm surprised that Mark Wahlberg didn't get more comedic um, attention when he was doing The Happening. That was the funniest <laughs> performance of the year. Well, uh, I, there's a movie, what's it called? I Heart Huckabees. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which, um, it's a movie I don't like at all, but I feel like Mark Wahlberg is the one person that got what he was supposed to do in that movie. And I really, and of course, it's a David O. Russell movie, so like, they're best friends now with The Fighter and Three Kings also, but uh that, yeah, that movie, I 
Mark, well, I really like Mark Wahlberg in that movie. I think he can be really funny. And even in like something like Date Night, which is incredibly forgettable, he seemed very in on the joke in that movie. I think. He's always. I think he's always kind of in on the joke. Yeah. Well, even like Departed, he's hilarious. Yeah. In that movie. He's really funny in that movie. Yeah. So Ted opens up in uh, July thirteenth, two thousand twelve. So you know, right before oh, you see Dark Knight Rises, you can go see Ted. All right. So the uh, next trailer we have is for Savages, and this is the new. Um, Philip Seymour Hoffman remake? Or... <laughs> yeah, it's a remake of this Philip Seymour Hoffman Laurel Linney joint, uh, the, the vastly popular block op, box office success, The Savages. No, this is uh, the film Savages, Drop the The, no articles. A uh, new film from Oliver Stone, who apparently decided to stop you know, messing around and having depressing movies and decided to have some more fun because this is a movie about, uh, let's see, Blake Lively it has like a relationship going with uh, Tim Riggins, with Taylor Kitsch and Aaron Johnson of Kick-ass yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Unrecognizable and, in this, but yeah. Yeah, really. I was like, is that, is that Kick-ass? <laughs> and uh, basically, it's like they kind of get involved in a giant Mexican drug cartel plot. Yeah, and the film has like this just towering list of like random actors. You have John Travolta, Uma Thurman, and another <laughs> reunion for them. Salma Hayek, Benicio Del Toro, Emil uh, Hirsch. Uh, the list goes on. There's just a whole bunch of people. It's just like this. It looks like a... Looks like a big kind of um, well, a film, a film with like multiple characters and plot threads, something like you know, like Snatch or Tarantino films in general, or even like Traffic with all the drug cartel <laughs> stuff going on, all put into this giant blender of crazy Oliver Stone fun. It certainly looks like it's going to be filmed like something like Oliver Stone did in the '90s, like uh, Natural Born Killers or U-Turn or something like that, where it's just off the walls. But uh, with all that said, uh, Abe, what did you think of the trailer? I thought it was I. I think I liked when they went a little bit more vigilante toward the end when they realized that. Blake Lively has been taken. I think that if it's like kind of if there were maybe like some comedic elements in it, kind of like the way of the gun. It, I think I actually enjoy that a little. Did you just make a way of the gun reference? I did. Is, is, is there a bell that's gonna ring? No, but you get an automatic high five for me because that's one of my favorite movies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, but yeah, I think it looks I. Yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> it looks fine. It just there's parts of it that, like there are parts where it had me, and then there are parts where it didn't. I don't know why, but Sama Hayek seems terrible in it. And she's also borrowed Uma Thurman's wig from Pulp Fiction, it looks like. Yeah, I'm not into those bangs. No, if you have bad bangs, I'm just, I can't, it's distracting me. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Girls with terrible bangs, it just throws me off. I'm like, what What are you doing? I don't want to do anything. I don't even want to go out with you. What are you doing? I don't like bad bangs, and she has bad bangs. So that and the mixture of her, I just kind of overacting right. a bit. I can't, I don't know, I can't see her playing the character that she's playing. Uh, Benito Sototuro looks like a 90, it looks like a movie from the 90s, like straight up, like like a 98, 99. So I don't know. I may or may not see it. It just depends. Uh, I'll hear about it. I'll wait till you guys do your awesome podcast on it and see if I want to go see it at that point. <laughs> I should note that John Travolta has uh, also ditched his wig for this movie, too. He's yes. rocking the Oh, and also, oh, or I'll watch it if Aaron tells me to go watch it. Oh, we'll see. Um, like I do with most of these movies. Yeah, I uh, the the impression I got from this movie is that Oliver Stone, even though he's done the way he films things is very kinetic a lot of times, but like um, the way the way he's making this movie it looks like he went to Tony Scott School for a couple months. Yeah, and uh, so it has this all this rapid fire different kind of film going on. It's just it looks really cinematically a mess but interesting and similar to something like Domino. Domino is the mm-hmm. movie that I thought of a lot. I was watching this trailer and but that's it. I like um I like Domino quite a bit. And uh this trailer it it looked promising to me in the sense that I'd rather see Oliver Stone do like a really wacky and crazy movie like this as opposed to another Wall Street two or 
uh, what was the one we did? Or uh, Alexander, like the, some of the crap he's been doing lately. <laughs> so I like the idea of seeing Oliver Stone having fun in a movie, okay. directing a movie. So that makes me more. And I do like this cast. Like this, is, this cast is so like just bizarre of having all these people together. But let's seeing Benicio del Toro make scary faces, like all these things. So yeah, I want to see this movie. I was convinced. So. That had me going. Well, Savages comes out July 6, 2012, so, you know, it's probably going to top Spider-Man for that weekend, right? <laughs> <laughs> that, that'll, that'll happen. <laughs> so I think that brings us to the end of uh, Trailer Talk here, and I guess we can get into our uh, film review for The Raid Redemption. All right, so that was a little bit of the trailer for The Raid. I'm sure everyone is able to understand due to all the music and lack of dialogue in English. And uh, so, yeah, this is the uh, an Indonesian action film from Welsh director Gareth Evans, who has been making a few, he's made a, made a living basically out of making films in Indonesia for very cheap, but... Um, Having basically complete creative control and, um, you know, being able to do what he wants with um, actors that he likes to work with and a film crew, I'd imagine, too. And the film involves um, there's there's a, a large apartment complex, presumably in Indonesia. It's a rundown apartment complex. Uh, see, I just pretended it was one of the towers from The Wire. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's uh, Stringer Bell's old apartment building mm-hmm. that he no longer owns. Gentrification, it happens. Yeah. It's an old, old dilapidated apartment building, about 15 floors, and 20 SWAT guards, SWAT, SWAT, 20... SWATies, SWATies. 20 SWATies. Uh, they're, they, they're about to infiltrate this building and work their way to the top floor to capture the drug lord that resides at the top. And their plan is initially to do this very stealthily, but they're quickly fought, found out, and um, it becomes basically an endurance round mixed with needing to survive the day as these 20 SWAT guards are now tasked with fighting every evil henchman, drug drug baddie. Every sweaty every evil. Every They're sweaty awful. evil henchman that's lurking throughout the halls of this building as they try to fight their way and knock out all the SWAT guards. And yeah, there's a couple couple guys in particular that we're following, and we learn a bit more about why some of these people are there. But it's really just an excuse to see a lot, a lot, a lot of action for the duration of about 80-something minutes. So with all that said, Alan... Yeah. What did you think of the raid redemption? I loved it. It was like it was nice because I love those. Um, I love cop movies anyway. It just it was a nice change of pace from the type of cop movies we've been getting, where it's just nonstop action. Also, just to preface it, I don't really watch too many martial arts films. I haven't seen any of the Tony Jaw films. I, I know I'm, I'm awful. Uh, I gotta get Jaw on it. And then, <laughs> but I really I really enjoyed this. I thought that a lot of the fight choreography was really cool. I really like the last fight sequence um, between yeah between the main character and Mad Dog. I really like that sequence, and I kind of liked all the other um, fight sequences through it. And there were a lot of clever deaths. There was a lot of clever ways. I don't know. It just it was cool. And then I felt that I had to keep watching it. I couldn't look away because I would miss something awesome. So the I thought the action was really good, and um, I really it was a nice change of pace from everything else I've seen this year too. Because everything else that I've seen, it's like like the gray was a movie that I loved, but it was slower. It was more methodical. This was like, hey, we're just going to go balls out. 
And it was just like one thing after another, and I couldn't look away. As, as I really need to go to the bathroom about halfway through. I just couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't leave the theater because I knew I was gonna miss something radical. I almost felt. And then with Mad Dog, the the crazy guy, uh, I almost I felt like that episode of The Simpsons, where the Yakuza was outside of the Simpsons house, <laughs> and everybody was fighting. And then there was that one guy in the in the white suit, and Homer kind of wanted to stay outside because he wanted to see the guy in the white suit do something. <laughs> And Marge's like, come inside. And then Homer was like, oh, I'm sorry. And then the second the door closes, the guy goes crazy. <laughs> That's what I felt would, what would happen if I left the theater. Because I felt like I was going to miss something crazy awesome. And I'm lucky I didn't because there was one death scene that I'm really, really like proud that I saw. I was like, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so stoked. Um, what do you guys think? Uh, I thought it was really fun. I thought it was a fantastic, um, awesome action movie uh, contained within the 80 minutes, actually. And I... I I remember going in thinking, well, there's probably not going to be much plot, but I'm not really here to see about plot. And I was like, I left thinking, not bad. <laughs> like, it's pretty simple of a plot, but it's, it works. Um, but yeah, Alan, I just want to echo your sentiments exactly, which is just the action choreography is fantastic. It's not like uh, jumbly cam where it makes you have a headache after, you know, two seconds of seeing them fight. It's actually pretty steady. You can see what's going on, and I really appreciate that. The actual, like, fighting is just pretty intense. I don't know what the actual martial art is called in Indonesia, but I'm sure that we'll, we'll put that somewhere. Um, but, again... It's um it's the martial art of silat. Silat. Yeah, S I L A T. Yeah, all I gotta say is it, it seems very fast. It seems very It seems very similar to Muay Thai. Yeah, and those hands are fast. Like, when he's doing the, the punching bag sequence in the beginning where he's just training, I was like, wow, that was pretty amazing yeah he made that punchy back yeah exactly um i think that it's it's really cool that it can keep you captivated even though it's just really like a bunch of action sequences because it builds up a lot of tension too uh in certain scenes there's a lot of like oh shit scenes there's a lot of uh awesome like yeah scenes which uh alan which is the mad dog scene that you're talking about i remember in the theater some folks were just going yeah and i just had to echo that with them (laughs) but Overall, it was really enjoyable. It was really fun. Uh, it's one of those things that you probably watch a repeated number of times and not really get too tired of unless you're going like a 24-hour marathon of it. Um, but yeah, it's definitely rewatchable. The, the comparison I've been making, well, there's a lot of comparisons to make it to, but the w- one that I've been, one that's been in my mind is um, I didn't like Act of Valor, and for some reason <laughs> I've been getting knocked for that. And uh, it's you're patriotic, man. Okay, yeah, patriotic. apparently it's not patriotic for you to not like. <laughs> that movie but um the the two are similar in a sense that they're all action and very little plotting but the difference is that this is such the raid redemption is such a much better made movie than active valor and and regardless of and also neither of them have you know professional actors per se but i like the people i'm watching in the raid redemption more than navy seals and it's it comes down to how this how well made this movie is the action is phenomenal here there is no, like, you're never confused about where people are, what's happening. It's all so clear, despite being in a, you know, a claustrophobic apartment building. And it's just so unique to how it's been filmed and how it's been produced, how it's been made, and how slick it looks, yet, like, almost, like, gritty realistic in a sense, too. Like, it's not necessarily not over the top, but it there's a you feel the pain that a lot of these guys are going through because there's a lot of feasibility to some things that can happen. And it's just a credit to how like great the martial arts and um, action choreography is throughout this film, let alone the direction that Garth Evans clearly has for this film of how to like 
how to make it work on screen. He had like a vision and he, it seems like he fully realized that there's not a beat that like feels false in this movie. It just, it's just a, a straightforward pure action flick that mixes just crazy gun battles and martial arts fights and just a real creativity to how to approach various beats of action in this movie. There's like scenes where they just take objects and rooms and make them into things where you're like, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. And it's just, it's just fantastic. It's just a great enjoy- and for being such a cynical movie too. It's pretty. There's some dark shit that happens in this yeah. movie, yeah. and it's still a lot of fun to watch. And yeah, like you guys were saying, like I had I've seen it twice now, and both times the audiences are just like, there's in it. There's the plotting yeah. going on. There's just like wooing. There's like just, just my friend was sweating as he played after he saw the movie. There's just like bits where you just want to like cheer on what's happening just because that just happened. It's just crazy watching the action that goes on in this movie. And I think part of that is mostly because uh, I mean, there's one action sequence that lasts for it feels like ten minutes. Wow. Yeah, and the payoff to that is just fantastic. It's just it made me go crazy. Um, there were a lot of t- parts when I was just like over at my friends who were with me. I was like, oh. Shit. Um, and I remember there's this really great tense part where um, where some characters are hiding in a wall and something happens to them. Oh, yeah, that's... And that was Jesus. just... It was just so intense because... There's two hiding sequences that are really tense. There's another the bathroom that happens, too. It's just... Yeah, um, and it's just, you know... Throughout the movie, there's moments of really tense things that go on, and physical, like, the, the physical infliction of pain is just so high that you're... You cringe in your seat, and you're just thinking to yourself, "Oh, in that situation, I would be like, I don't know what. I would just be yelling or something like that." But it's just it, you know, it creates this great little world, contained world. Um, and if you lose yourself in it, it's really a lot of fun. Yeah, it's literally like you know, ten minutes into this movie, you get like the setup, you get what's basically going on, then it just goes. Yeah. It just yeah. it just does not stop. It's just all it's just practically relentless and feeding you different kinds of ways to be entertained by what's happening in this film. There's, like, some great, like, shots of this movie, too. There's a scene where a hole is produced in a floor, and people are jumping through that hole, and as one person jumps through, the camera jumps through, too. And it's like, there's probably, I'd imagine there has to be some digital trickery, but it's just, it just keeps you right in the moment. You're just in what's going on, and it just, like, the way the camera moves in this movie is just fantastic. You just, you're just, I love that you're never lost in this movie. There's so many bad action movies that are you know, poorly handled due to the fact that you have no idea of the geography of what's going on in a scene. You have no, like, be, like the Michael Bay, like, we, we talked at, like, all of mm-hmm. the three of us and Jordan, we all talked about Transformers Dark of the Moon right. and how I think I, I addressed ex- this exact same thing where the best kind of action scenes are ones that have, like, a beginning, a middle, and an end. And the problem with Transformers, as as clean as, as cool as, you know, some of the shit, some of these stuff admittedly is, there's not much rhyme or reason to the action beats going on in that movie. You can just basically shuffle around those scenes in like the final 45 minutes and get basically right. the same movie. The Ray, like you have ways that like everything starts up some way. It has like, there's a plot to the action scene in a sense where like the action starts up, it, it keeps going, then it has a definitive ending. And you're just watching those individual sequences. It's just fantastic to observe how great everything plays out and how you're completely like in it with these characters who are just trying to survive.
it's almost it's like this is like a horror movie of action movies essentially it is it's, it's, like, it's, it's yeah. unrelenting well i kind of like how he filmed it because you knew exactly where every punch was landing and you knew from who and you know who the unlike uh, a recent film like wrath of titans i had no idea what was going on during that movie half the time because of how they were filming it or even like batman begins where nolan was trying to film these action sequences with the same kind of style that Batman's using with the elbows mm-hmm. and stuff, the same kind of thing that we're using in the raid, but in the raid, I can see everything. I knew what was happening. I knew the, the angles he decided to take, the way they edited it together. It all flowed where you knew, you knew you were in a bad situation the entire time, but you knew where everything was yeah. coming. So you kind of, you, you were easier to, for you to follow the story. It was easier for you to, and honestly, if you see someone coming from behind uh, your main character, you're like, Oh no, you're freaking out for him because but that kid's quick. Ooh, <laughs> kids, uh, freaks me out. Oh, there's one scene where like they hit one of those halogen lights, and I was like, oh, he has cancer. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. I, I was like, oh god, no, don't touch yeah, it. I was cancer. like, get out of there. The room is gonna be filled with fumes. Like, right? No, leave, leave. And it, like, if you're not dead, like, you may have killed that guy, but not today. Just eight years from now. Yeah, that's uh, freaking me out. I really enjoyed the score in this movie. Too. I did. Um, just to like. To add a co- add a couple things on here, the um, this the film the raid was originally the raid redemption was originally originally called the raid, and it it was um, brought over for the U.S. release. It was added the title of redemption. Well, the main thing is that apparently they couldn't secure the rights to get the name the raid, which is why they add they just needed to add on a subtitle. And redemption was apparently the choice. But now um, Gareth Evans is going to be making uh, uh, this into a trilogy. There's going to be two more of these films. But with that said, for the US release, a score was added on which was uh, composed by um, Mike Shinoda of Lincoln Park and Joseph Trapanese. They worked together and made a really good score for this movie. I really I really liked how it played out. It's kind of has yeah. this there's kind of a there's a couple main kind of I guess rhythms to it, but it like the way it factors in, it's almost like it just supplements the film very well. Very it goes, well. And it's kind of but it's kind of like it's not very traditional, I would say. I guess there's some beats that kind of feel like there's a rising action to what the music as certain things are happening, but like it has almost a kind of like a, this is a sound effect for the movie as opposed to this yeah. is a score for the movie kind of effect in some scenes. It was really natural. It kind of blended in really well where it wasn't entirely noticeable, but when it came up, it felt like it was, it felt like it was a living, breathing part of the apartment building. Right. Actually, mm-hmm. it felt like the apartment building speaker was pumping it out. It's like, Ooh, they're fighting. Let's pump this out. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But I think the, the film really sets up how well or how evil the, uh, the bad guys are too, which is just to say, you know, they're like the opening sequence where the bad guy, it's like it's pretty brutal. Uh, let's uh, let's let's just go. That opening sequence is awesome, just because like it, it the um, basically the plot's being all set up, and you have the um, the the police captain. He's kind of explaining what's going on, and then it cuts to it. It cuts to like the three main guys, and it's just this great shot of the three yeah. the, the three main guys in the building. And then yeah, you get a feel, you you get a feel for exactly who the main bad guy is and why he's so yeah. evil. Yeah, and it, it's pretty brutal. Yeah, he has a dirty wife beater. He's <laughs> evil. It is really dirty. It's like he never watches it. Um, but yeah, it, you know, it sets up who these people are to make them bad. You know, you know who the good guys are. You know who the bad guys are, and it sets it up for this really great thing. And also, they they took a lot of things into account, which is just say like, uh, you're thinking, oh, they're stuck in this building. How are they gonna get out? And obviously, everything's been sealed uh, on the first. Stuff so they kind of have to fight their way back down, but they're thinking, well, what if we jump out the window? It's like, well, you can't jump out the window because they have snipers all around, and you know a lot of your friends have been executed that way. So it's really like, how does he get out? And the way that he gets out is is pretty interesting. It, it I can see how they kind of left that open for maybe some sequels. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely given that they're all coming back, I think like the same team. I 
the same team, I'd imagine, and you know the, the main star. Yeah, I, I, I'd be very curious to see how future installments of this film would work out. I'd go to Indonesia and watch it myself. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, no, I wouldn't. That place looks all sweaty, and everybody has a machete. Why would I want to go down there? Everyone knows like martial arts, so you got to be careful. <laughs> it's like Florida, but without, but instead of Jews, they have martial artists. And instead of a uh, Epcot, they have a, an apartment building. <laughs> you know, different levels of terror. So yeah, I I want to see more of this. That's what I've came away with thinking is like I want to see more of this kind of action. I want to see more. I want to see Gareth Evans do more these of these movies, and I want to see action sequences that match up to this like with movies like this and i think i brought up the good the bad and the weird before as well um that's another just that's a great korean action movie that's just also like unrelenting and just non-stop crazy action beats i want to see these movies be made more i want to see i want to see just great choreographed action sequences that are just incredibly satisfying to watch and have like the whole audience cheering with you as you're yeah. watching is that so much to ask <laughs> sometimes it is last time i felt that way i watched the patriot <laughs> so yeah i think we've talked about i think we've showered enough praise on the raid i think we, everyone's got the idea about that uh let's let's go for our, with our rating where each week we kind of rate films based on when you should go and see them and um we have a scale that goes from imax to theater dollar theater netflix hbo tv just kind of forget about it alan where would you put it on that scale imax i would say theater and see with like a, a great audience yeah I, I would see this i would see this in imax if that was possible this is movies this is just Insane, yeah, and yeah, the, the biggest the biggest audience possible is the yeah. best way to, to like really capture the just the fun that you'll be having watching this terribly dark movie that <laughs> has so many <laughs> cool things in it. It should have been called The Raid. Life is cheap. <laughs> it could have been called The Raid: Red Dead Redemption. Okay, I'm done. Um, yeah, let's move on. Let's move on to uh, let's no, do it'd be called The Raid: Red Dead Indonesian. Ayo. All right, so let's move, let's move on. We'll do a little instead or because of instead or because of instead or because of you should watch this and. Um, we're going to discuss a few films that kind of relate to the main feature of the week and kind of what you could watch because of the raid and what you could watch instead of the raid. But I don't think any of us yeah. have instead of because we all <laughs> love the raid. So, uh, Abe, where, where, where uh, are you instead of this? the raid, you could watch Equilibrium and in, or no, because of because, because of the raid, of... you could watch Equilibrium, and because of the raid, you could watch uh, Attack the Block. Yep, I. Um... So here's my thing. That's exactly what I did last weekend before I saw it again. I made my new double feature favorite thing, <laughs> Attack the Block and the Raid, because it made so much sense. <laughs> Just yeah. two apartment building movies that are amazing. And you gotta, you gotta fight your way out of it. Yeah. So it's cool. Yes. And the Basement Jacks plus, um, I forget the other. Like Shinoda's. Yeah, well. I mean, pretty good. Because of the Raid, I'm probably gonna go try to go catch those Ung Bak movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's a good. I've never seen him so, and I hear that he like does stuff off of an elephant. And I won't that's, watch it. The protector involves elephant stuff. Oh, you can the the well the I'd say just watch the first one. I was gonna watch Jaw movies about yeah. that. Yeah, that that works. And I ain't talking about Jaw Rule. <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> Cradle to the Grave. Um, I'd I'd say yeah, the first on Bach for <laughs> the first on Bach for sure, and the protector are the. Tony Jaw movies to to check out for sure. And I did think of on Bach. I thought of Hard Boiled, John Woo movie. <laughs> Uh, the Good and the Bad and the Weird, which I brought up. Assault on Precinct 13. There's certainly a John Carpenter vibe mixed oh, with yeah. John Woo vibes by way of Tony Jaw throughout this movie. And uh, District B13, I thought of as well. The yeah, French parkour action movie, which is quite cool as well. And also involves an apartment building, actually, come to think of it. And uh, I think I've already said, instead of Back to Valor, you could watch The Raid. Mm. So. I'm looking up District 13 right now. District yeah, B13. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, ever, you never saw District no, B13? No, but I'm looking at the poster. Oh, that would be cool, poster, just like... 
Make sure it's B13 and not Ultimatum. Yeah, it, it's the, B13, yeah. The, 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 the sequel's Ultimatum. The first one's B13. Yeah, go check that movie out, Abe. That movie's pretty... That movie's All a right. lot of fun. <laughs> Recommend. For sure. Like, it's really sweet and simple, too. Like, it's just... It, the parkour stuff's awesome in that movie. Parkour! Parkour! <laughs> All right, so um, let's uh, before let's uh, let's move on to a little American reunion talk since Alan and I both saw that. Um, yeah, buddy. And I guess we can put a little bit of that trailer in. Hey, Kev, you know who my favorite housewife is? You. The reunion. You in? Seems like everyone's actually going. Hey, guys, <laughs> you made it. What's up, class of '99ers? We're gonna party together. Hell yeah! Just like old times. Let's make this reunion our bitch. Cheers. Cheers. You're a lucky man, Oz. Hey, guys, do you need to stare? Yes, yes, we do need to stare. Looks like a high school party. With high school chicks. I love the Twilight books. New Moon is my favorite. <laughs> Mine too. Oh my god, it's like we have so much in common. <laughs> okay, so presumably you just heard a little bit of the American Reunion trailer, and this is the uh, fourth theatrical entry in the American Pie franchise, which uh, reunites... Basically, well, wait, are you counting directed DVD? I said fourth theatrical. Oh, release. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I forgot that American Pie Bandcamp did not hit the theaters. Yeah. And uh, yeah, this this sees the basically the almost the entire cast of the original American Pie film uh, reunited back together for obviously a reunion, uh, the high school reunion, the 13th year high school reunion because this is what they go over some pretty quick details as to why it's 13 and not 10. But uh, yeah, you have all the all the main guys back together: Jason Biggs, Thomas Ian Nichols, Chris Klein, still acting up a storm, <laughs> uh, Sean William Scott, Eddie K. Thomas, Allison Hannigan, Tara Reid, Nina Savari, all all of them. All of them everyone all, that mattered from every, the first every, movie. Everyone that mattered and Tara Reid are back from the first movie, <laughs> and um, yeah, it it you know follows follows these guys as they're kind of having their weekend back to all home together, and they get into various hijinks and shenanigans that you know are tend to be raunchy in nature and embarrassing for Jim. And of course, Eugene Levy's around as Jim's dad as well, getting into his own adventures with his eyebrows. Um, with all of that said, Alan, what did you think of American reunion? I have a terrible, terrible, um, nostalgia thing for the first American pie film. Um, so I love the first one. I was kind of okay with the second one. I thought they were funny and the third one was funny, but I, you know, this one really depressed me. <laughs> Not be, well, because one, I thought when I was watching the movie in '99, I thought that oh, Jason Biggs, Eddie K. Thomas, they're going to be big stars. No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> it also made me feel old. Um, but yeah, the fact that Stifler or uh, Sean William Scott has the biggest career out of them and is actually the only one that was actually acting in the film freaked me out. Because Chris Klein is awful, <laughs> and everybody was kind of just bad in it. Everybody like. Nobody was really good. Although I do have a crush on Allie, the um, 18-year-old girl from next door. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> Jesus. Woo! Um, woo! <laughs> <laughs> so she's she's delightful. Um, they had a lot of callbacks to the to the series, and I enjoyed it. And it was fine. Um, it just really depressed me because. You know, 13 years ago, I thought these guys were going to make it, and now they're not, and they're not. And honestly, they're not better actors; they're worse. Oh. <laughs> but like, and then I don't know. It was funny. There were a lot of funny moments in it, but it, and they tried yeah. to do that sentiment thing, and certain moments hit, other ones didn't. And Thomasine Nichols was kind of just there, 
Like everybody was just kind of there, and I don't know how Chris Klein could keep having having an acting career and not think that he's embarrassing himself every time he steps out. He was just oh poor Chris Klein. He's like a really really bad Keanu Reeves. <laughs> yeah, I love Keanu Reeves and I want to hang out with Keanu Reeves. I don't want to hang out with Chris Klein because he seems like just a dumb douchebag, or as I call him, hunks, <laughs> like Steve Brule does. Anyway, go ahead, Aaron. What do you th- what did you think? Um. Um, I like it more than fine. I uh, I had a lot of fun with the movie. I had a surprising amount of fun, I would say. And um, I think it's a credit to the fact that the movie does have the sentiment thing. And I think that's something that the series has had throughout, which has made, which is, you know, why it's been as popular as it has been. I think it's very easy to make a raunchy comedy that features, you know, jokes and gags that are, you know, like, oh, yeah, we made a fart joke and joke and that's hilarious but i think it it's a credit to the filmmakers and the screenwriters that they make the characters likable which is something that a lot of a lot of other raunchy comedies have problems with i can think of like the hangover part two for example there's not not many redeeming characters in that movie and i think that can be said for a lot of recent raunchy ish comedies where you don't really care for these people they're just horrible people doing terrible things but the american pie series i think has always done a good job of both balancing having the you know the fun raunchy jokes which are admittedly really hilarious and just dirty but at the same time these characters are all likable there's no one i hate in this cast besides you know the fact that yeah chris klein is still a terrible actor and thomas ian nichols and um tara reed have like the same problem with this same problem that they've had in all the films where you just don't care about these people (laughs) like they have the most boring subplot of all the movies like i was actually watching american pie the first one last night it was on late night on comedy central so it was unedited so that made me happy and (laughs) It's this. It was like the same thing where I'm like, I don't care about Tara Reid and Thomas and Kevin, Kid in King Arthur's Court. I don't care about these guys. <laughs> rookie, rookie of the year, rookie of the year. I don't care about these people's plot, but I still like. They're not. None of them are bad people. And um, I think the three main things that came out out of it for me from this for this movie are the the, the big the big people that make me laugh in all the movies. And it's Jason Biggs, Eugene Levy, and Sean William Scott. Mm-hmm. I think Jason Biggs. I think I I like I really like he's a very lovable character. I think he's he's the protagonist of the series essentially. And oh, you love Jim, yeah. You're yeah, Jim. Like yeah, and like I love the way he Jason Biggs just throws himself into getting into humiliating and embarrassing situations. But I like his character. I like his relationship with Michelle. Like even though it it's a bit of a cliched plot that we see in this movie where he and her sex life is like not as good as it used to be, and they're kind of annoyed by that. And drama ensues. There um hasn't been a whole lot of sexy time in the Levenstein household lately. Why not? I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm a mom now. Oh, please. Just because you're a mom doesn't mean there isn't a whole other side to you. But at the same time, Jim's still Jim, and he gets caught doing things, and things happen to him, but you still love this character. Like, he's just a really charming person to, you know watch fumble through life essentially but now he's like a father and married and stuff so it's just the next course of evolution for him and then eugene lovey he's always fun like it's ridiculous i like how of the yeah the biggest careers to have emerged from the american pie series are like sean william scott and eugene lovey even though eugene lovey's been around for a while yeah. the american first american pie film certainly helped like he's like oh, yeah he's certainly been he still he continues to be in a lots and lots of movies and it's because he's a really fun person to watch and in this film he gets he gets credit right away because in the film, Jim, his wife for the series has passed away like a couple years ago. It's Jim's mother, Eugene Levy's wife in this movie. Like, and I don't like seeing sad Eugene Levy. No. <laughs> and so it was really like touching to see him like see his eyebrows all furrowed and be like having a, a wink in his eye where it's like, oh, this is really sad. Do you think maybe it's time for you to meet someone else? 
Dad, it's okay. What you're going through is, is perfectly natural. You know, there are services out there. Services? Yeah. Like what? A happy ending? What's that? Because I won't go there. Oh my uh, God! I don't need that. That's, I don't need that kind of massage. That's not what I was, Jim. Why do you even you know, know about what? That? It's dangerous. Yeah. And okay. you can pick things up. I, you don't I, even want to know what I, you can pick up. Talk to your uncle Mort. I'd rather not. He was in the hospital that's for two disgusting. weeks. That's disgusting. But then getting to see him like kind of get back in, get back on his game and interact with Stifler's mom, which is like, it's an easy joke, but it's a really funny one. It's fun to see her, him and Jennifer Coolidge, who are, you know, they're both together in a lot of uh, Christopher Guest films like Best in Show yes. and uh, Mighty Wind <laughs> and whatnot. Like, the, yeah, those guys are, they're great together and seeing, you know, that happen. And then Sean William Scott is great in this movie. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm yeah. happy to hear and, that. And like, it's a, it's a, and I think it's a credit to Sean William Scott. And I think I talked about this with Laramie and Abe you last week about how Sean William Scott has done a great job of not being labeled yeah. Stifler throughout his career. And I think it's that's good because he's he does act and like you know I've seen Sean William Scott in interviews and like watching on you know not being a character and he seems like the nicest probably because he's probably he's Canadian but he seems like the nicest guy around like he seems like a really generally sweet guy but he just effortlessly slips back into the Stifler role and it's just so funny to see him you know be a, like he's a dick in this movie yet you still like him you want to follow this guy around you want to see what you know ridiculous things he'll do Chris this is Ron my boyfriend Chris Ostriker Ron Douglas it's a pleasure to meet you yeah, you do Ron's a cardiologist at my hospital a cardiologist Wow. Yeah, and hey, listen, my friends call me Dr. Ron, D-Ron, or just Dron, so you feel free. Okay. <laughs> Choir chick! Whoa. Nice to see you too, Stifler. Who's this douche? I'm her boyfriend. So, you two are banging, and you two used to bang. <laughs> this must be awkward for all of you. <laughs> And like, regardless of the things he does do, he cares for his friends. And that's, yeah, com does. that comes down to why I like this film series. Everybody, you know, for better or worse, they all like each other. They all like having fun with each other. And I like seeing the gang get back together for this reunion type movie. It could have been an easy cash grab of just, and it, you know, it essentially is. I mean, not everyone is as popular as some of the other people in the cast, but it is fun to see all these guys back together. And I had a lot, I had, I had more fun than I was expecting watching this movie as a whole. I think I had higher expectations for it, is what it is. Like, in terms of acting chops, like, maybe they were actually going to step no. it up? Like, there were some B-plots that kind of didn't need to be in it. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I think... it's, the, it's the case of having such a large cast, and there's not a there's not a unifying arc in this. Like, the first one has, like, we all got to lose our virginities. Like, there's an arc there. And what's the second one? It's just like, we, what is the second one? We all have to have a fun summer. <laughs> is that the second one? We're at the lake house. Let's do cool stuff. And then the third one's obviously, let's have a wedding. So, but this one doesn't have kind of a, it could have, it could have easily, I guess, been about, we got to grow up guys, but it's not about that. It just kind of has, it's, it's pretty free form. So essentially this one is almost like, oh my God, hey guys, we're all meeting up on the way to the middle. It's kind of what it is. On the way to the middle, like, yeah. <laughs> that's going to be my high school reunion quote. Because, like, yeah, none of us are successful. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, Find out an American divorce. Oh, I can't, oh, that's a good one. Oh, good job. We don't want to hear about American retirement and American funeral. Right? That means that we'd really be old. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Could you imagine if that movie actually existed, though, when they're, like, 50 and 60 years old? <laughs> or we can do American abortion. Oh. Okay. Oh, Jim's kid knocks somebody up. Happy Easter. Yeah, right. so we'll be back in three days. I, I like, I liked it. I think I liked it better than two and three. Honestly, because the, the the end of the film 
they were just bumping out a bunch of callbacks to everything. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was really cool. Like, the last 10, 15 minutes of it was really cool. I don't want really to give anything I'm, away, but there's some really cool moments. I'll say this. The reunion, the actual high school reunion in the film, yeah. not nearly long enough. Like, oh, no. It's like, it takes up almost, yeah, it takes up, it's basically just there to, to wrap up the bet, the last couple plot beats. It's like, there's none It's of 12 the, minutes long. Yeah, yeah, it's like, there's so much build up to the reunion, but the actual reunion is very short, and that was kind of unfortunate. And same with, um, Having all these female characters, having Tara Reid, Amina Savari, and Allison Hannigan. Allison Hannigan's kind of adorable, so I, I can give her a pass. But yeah, she's fine. The females are very one-dimensional throughout this series, and that's why I was really upset that Nat- Natasha Leone's character, she was only in the movie for one scene, and she's she's the character who like knows all, you know, like all the in all the films. Like I guess she's only in the first two, and she but she like she knows all about sex and how to give advice to Vicky and people like that, and like it's fun to see her character because you know she's an actual character. And she's only in one scene in this movie, and that was really regrettable because I like seeing her in general. And you know, she adds you know a little bit of spice to the movie that's not just you know a guy show. There's like another perspective going on. So I missed. Oh, I mean, Savari had horrible bangs. She looks just... <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, just more bad bangs. I don't like bad bangs. She looked weird. She looked like an alien. It okay. So I will. I will also say that the the film was um, it was uh, written and directed by. It was kind of what's his name. Uh, who wrote all the other ones? Like, Adam Hurwitz. Or Ad, Adam Hurwitz. That sounds right, right? Yeah, A- Adam Hertz. Adam Hertz, Hertz was the writer on the the past the first three theatrical American Pie films, and uh, he stepped aside this time and let, made way for John John Hurwitz and Hayden Schlossberg, who created the Harold and Kumar series. And it's to their credit that they've apparently really studied the American Pie films. Yeah. It feels just like an American Pie movie with the same, which has basically the same problems as other American Pie movies has, but has the same kind of sentiment as we mentioned in the raunchy humor but with that said apparently since you have the harold and kumar creators and because john cho got to start the first american pie film he's here in reunion stealing the movie like oh, i yeah. think he was hilarious yeah john cho yeah he's awesome practically steals the movie for me like in the scenes that he has it's just he has it's like he has a mini arc that's like kind of amazing <laughs> how it plays out <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's, it, it plays entirely on the fact that he his character doesn't have a name and he's referred to as milf guy number two and uh, since he created he, he and his friend created the term milf and it's just really funny that he gets a role in this movie and it's it's kind of amazing what he gets to do in like very like five minutes of screen time yeah now that i think about it it does seem more like a fan's perspective of Amer- of the american pie series yeah, so it's true. very yeah. yeah. The, the main problem that I have this movie is that it's really not. It's it only caters to people that are fans of the other movies. I I, I mean, you could certainly find it funny if you you know you're pat you're casually aware of the American Pie series or you know just haven't seen the movies. But it's very alleged for if you've seen these other movies, then you're gonna like this one because you can at least get behind some of the jokes that we're going for. But it mostly just comes back to the first one. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, the first one, although no Casey Affleck cameo. Oh right. <laughs> It's weird that Casey Affleck had a cameo in the first film, as if like he's like a, he was a big star back in 1999. <laughs> After 200 cigarettes and his small role in Goodwill Hunting, he was like, "We should get Casey Affleck in this cameo." Guys. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of weird, right? They just, they just did everything wrong in that first movie. That they just saw Affleck as, "Oh, it's Affleck." No, yeah, no, we got it. No, we got it. Spence brother, Academy Award winner Ben Affleck's brother. What do you think? What do you think of Eddie K. Thomas in this movie as Finch? Ugh, it's not as endearing as it used to be. No, and it feels like his character's always been kind of, oh, he's kind of had a smug aloofness to like what he, how he plays Finch. This time it felt like he was mixing that with being incredibly bored. 
That's kind of the impression. I think it was just a smug desperation. I think <laughs> desperately trying to maintain that smugness, even as a character. It might be a character like choice, but he's like, "Yeah, I'm awesome. I'm Andrew K. Thomas." Not fi- and it was just, it was his subplot. I didn't particularly care for. Yeah, I don't know. Did everyone? Oh, and who ever? Well, some were more developed okay. than others. The main plots revolve around Jason Biggs' character, Chris Klein's character, and okay. Kevin Thomasy and Nichols' his character. And like that, that, that core group stiff. of like, Stiffer, Stiffer, I think, will probably have about as much as um, Thomasy e. Nichols' character. I guess so. Yeah, it's just not as. I guess there's not. There's nothing really there. To, or I care the you can kind of stay for all the subplots. There's nothing really there besides Jason Biggs' character made. And I guess, yeah, Chris. Eugene Klein, Levy has a pretty decent arc. Eugene, well, yeah, because Eugene Levy knows how to sell it because he's a, he's an actor. Yeah. <laughs> but um, like, I, I guess Oz, Chris Klein has, yeah, a pretty substantial arc too. Given that he's a character that. He's just so, he's such a terrible actor. It's so bad. I mean, he wasn't Chun Li bad, but he's not, uh, well, he, he borders on it. But yeah, he's not Chun Li bad. Although he has, there's something going on with him, what his character like. He's now Oz is now a sportscaster in the film, and um, he was apparently on like a uh, like a, uh, a celebrity a celebrity dance show. And the footage they show of him on this celebrity dance show is kind of the reason why Chris Klein's like a joke now in general. That's it kind of sums it up right there. And it's like I wanna think that he knows that he's playing on this joke, but at the same time it's like I don't think he does. Oh god. <laughs> he's with his hair plugs and stuff. It's awesome. Right? He looks like he has hair plugs, right? Or is he just He has a big forehead, that's for sure. Oh, he has an eight head. That is yes, you're correct. Oh, you know what depressed me? When you saw like the um old photos from the first movie, I'm like, oh wow. That's like, what I while I was watching the first movie last night. It's like, God. <laughs> like, Thomas E. Nichols looks like he stepped right off the set of Rookie of the Year. Well, Tom, <laughs> yeah. In the, in the film, it looks like these guys have all got, like, they got the boy band back together because Thomas E. Nichols has, like, AJ beard going yeah. on. And like, everyone else, they, they, like, the scene where they're all at the beach standing together with their, like, their swim trunks. Like, this just looks like a Backstreet Boys video, right? <laughs> Except Jason Biggs looks exactly the same. Yeah, he does. Yeah, Jason. <laughs> And even Stifler, to an extent, all William Scott. He's, he aged. He aged gracefully. He did, yeah. <laughs> I want to sh- just Sean William Scott is hilarious in this movie. I got to keep yeah. emphasizing that. Like it, the series has certainly increased. Like Stifler's not really in the first one that much. Like he's kind of in it, and then the second one he's in it more. And then Wedding, basically, he's the co-star in that movie. Yeah. And like, but the thing is, it's not like there's not too much of him. Like it feel he feels like he's appropriate. Like to be raised up in this film like he his presence is very welcome it doesn't feel like there's too much stiffler like he's just hilarious in this movie i don't know i always like stiffler yeah he's yeah he's a dick you love wait (laughs) he's he's one of the dicks you love is that what you're saying no come on (laughs) all right so i think we've talked enough about we talked about we talked about american pie about as long as we talked about the raid yeah so now i'm gonna have to subtitle the episode of the raid redemption and american <laughs> <laughs> so, um so yeah let's uh let's give a rating to the film as we've done before uh, alan where would you put it on the on our scale probably dvd or th- i don't know if you're a huge fan of the first movie to go to see it in the theater um if you kind of liked it i just wait for like dvd I basically agree, but I say, you know, theater dollar theater just because it's fun to see these movies of a crowd, and especially, you know, a crowd that wants to, I mean, a crowd that's there is probably a crowd that wants to see that movie, so, you know, they, they'll probably have the same kind of appreciation that you'll have, regardless of how good you think the movie is. I think there's a lot of funny parts in it, so. Oh, yeah, I saw it with a sold-out crowd at midnight. Yeah. So. It was weird. I was like, this sold out? <laughs> in the same theater where there were five five people in it for the Muppets oh. um, midnight showing. 
One, Very pissed. One, one last note. Um, John Cho says that Chumbawamba, they hired that band yes. to be at the reunion. And there was no Chumbawamba in this movie, which was... No, he said they canceled at the last minute. <laughs> Did he? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't hear that wait, part. Wait, he said was, in yeah. interviews, or, or that was actually supposed to play actually, in the movie? In, no, in the movie. His character. Oh, that would be so it. funny, because that would be like a great callback to like the 90s. Was it in the same scene that he said they were there, or was that always the uh, It's the same, like, when he's in the car talking to Jim. He said that he, they had Jumbawamba and they canceled. They had Jumbawamba, but then they canceled at the last, like, Oh, okay. Like, like, I, wish. I got knocked out, but I got up again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, later, Jim. <laughs> uh, okay, so that makes me, okay, so that's resolved then, because I was like, why is there no Jumbawamba at the reunion? <laughs> What's going on? I want, I, want, I want to hear all of their great songs. <laughs> all of them. I want to hear all of their great songs. Yeah, exactly. Singular. Okay. All right, so let's uh, let's move on then. Let's get to the box office since we had talked about the box. Oh, actually, do you have any? I mean, you just probably thought of American Pie movies, right? In terms of instead of because yeah, of, I like comedies. Yeah, that was whatever. Not really much to do there. We talked yeah. about those. Okay, so let's go over the box office then. Uh, last week we predicted since we we were going to be talking about the Ray, we decided to talk about American Reunion for box office just because we knew that was going to be the you know the film to take note of for in terms of predicting something. And um, Laramie predicted first place of thirty-eight million. A, B, or what uh, you I, I cut him by a million. I went thirty-seven. Yeah, and I said first with thirty-three million, thinking it would be on par with American Wedding, but um, it actually came in a little lower than that. It came in at because the Hunger Games is still on strong. With, it, Hunger Games actually came in with thirty-three million. The American Reunion came in at twenty-one point five million. Uh, Hunger Games is killing place. Yeah, Hunger Games. Hunger Games is over three hundred million dollars. Right wow. Now. Domestic. 302 million in just yeah. America. Where's was it internationally? I'm sure it's. Oh, oh my. It's at 417 wow. million internationally. So. Yeah, so it's uh, quite the taking taking the world by storm. <laughs> and again, I, I like that movie quite a bit. I was happy to see that. But yeah, American Reunion, uh, second place, 21.5. Titanic 3D, second third place with uh, 17.3 million. Um, I saw that this week, by the way, and um, right. the 3D. Well, because I, I like Titanic, I think that's a, I think it's a very good movie. I don't, I don't care about the hate that it has for some reason now. I, regardless, I think what it's movie? Just Titanic. I'm not familiar. <laughs> and um, I, I saw it again because I want to see it on the big screen. That was my main thing about seeing Titanic. Regardless of if it's in 3D, it's like okay, that's something too. But like seeing that movie on the big screen is great. It's a great experience to see that movie. I think it's a. It's the it's a it's a very good blockbuster. I regardless of it, yes, it has a lot of melodrama and. There's a lot. There's you know the, the screenplay's not airtight like the ship wasn't either. Hey, but um, <laughs> mm-hmm. too soon. And um, <laughs> hey, <laughs> about, about a century later, is that too soon? Um, but I still think it's a very good movie. I think there's so much great technical aspects of it, regardless of just the the ship actually you know crashing and you know sinking. I think just leading up to it, just the way this film plays out, it's just it's a really good movie. But with that said, it was never a movie meant to be in 3D, and that's very apparent. And the tra- the the conversion to 3D, it's it's good. Like it's a good conversion. It's not like it's not like fully immersive just because it's mostly a drama opposed to an action movie where you know it fits. So it's like a lot of close-up shots on Leo and Kate Winslet. It's like it's not really like movie doesn't feel like it needs to be 3D. And a lot of like um, I guess the outdoor deck scenes during the day kind of feel flatter than they normally would. But when it gets to kind of the destruction of the ship, 
shots of like the corridors going down those with like water coming inside of it and like Leo and Kay Winslet in like the foreground while stuff's going on in the background. That's where like it really kind of shines. So I admire that aspect of it. But overall, I'd say if you're like a huge Titanic fan and you want it, or you've never seen it on the big screen, I'd recommend to see it on the big screen again just because that's a cool experience. And I know there's like 2D screens available for it. But it, it, I can't justify saying that the surcharge for 3D is entirely worth mm. it, I guess. So it's it's kind of a take it as you will. I like Titanic enough where I'm like, I want to see that again on a giant screen because that just feels fitting to me. That's why I want to go. What else? Uh, the Raid came in at 11th place in the box office. I just wanted to shout cool. that out because it did a pretty good per average screen given that it's only on a few, it's only on, it's in less than 500 theaters and it's, uh, or less than, I was looking at the wrong number. It's on less than 200 theaters. So it's for the theater, for the amount of theaters it's on, it's doing pretty decently, I guess. So. Hopefully that spreads wider and more people see it because I think we all know how much we all love the raid. So yeah, that's a little bit of the box office there. Uh, let's move on then. Oh, I think I know what time it is. I'm gonna guess that it's game it's... time. Yay! Keep going there. Right? You, you know it. You know what to expect. Let's do. Let's do some alternative movie titles. Woo! I'm gonna I'm gonna name some alternate movie titles, and you guys can try and get these. As we all know, Abe is pretty good at these, but he's also been losing the I past couple weeks. Been so. Alan, you're familiar with what I'm what I'm gonna do here. I'll figure it out. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm go I'm gonna I'm going to read some uh, alternate movie titles that I've made up. I need to make up more. I'm running out of these, and um, you guys are gonna have to try and guess what movie I'm thinking of with these titles and some of these are easier than others okay cool. first one is the noisy rhythms i'll say a noisy rhythm i have something in my it's head a, but i can't think of the title it's an older yeah. movie. yeah like like american pie old or older it's a classic <laughs> yeah movie. noisy rhythm so like cobra <laughs> <laughs> The noisy, the noisy what? Rhythm. 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 Uh, a noisy, a hard day's night. No, but you're mm-hmm. close. It's a musical. Uh, musical. Noisy rhythm. The noisy rhythms. Um, I am all about syn- synonyms in this yeah. game. <laughs> I love cinnamon. <laughs> Toast crunch. Nom, nom, nom. Uh, I tell you, Let me see. Listen. Lifeline. Let me just give it to you. The sound of music. God damn it. Uh, okay. Oh, I see how this game's played. Got it. <laughs> Here we go. Here's the next one. Here's the next one. Me famous. Almost, Almost famous. famous. Uh, no. Me famous. I'm number one. Me Ed famous. TV. Um. What'd I'm number one. <laughs> That's not even close. <laughs> the one with Jet Li. Nope. <laughs> Me famous. Me famous. Hmm. I legend. Oh, I am Legend. Oh, yes, really? it's I am Legend. Oh, wow. Cool. Okay, next one. Copy. Copycat. Cat. <laughs> Sigourney <laughs> Weaver. Uh, Xerox. Uh, copycat. Wait, no, it's copy. Um, Double Jeopardy. That's wrong. Copy. Multiplicity. Duplicity. Double Jeopardy. I right, said oh. Double Jeopardy. <laughs> Why would it be no, Double no, Jeopardy? How is it? Double Jeopardy. Wait, which one was close? Duplicity or multiplicity? Multiplicity. Mm. Think sci-fi. I'm thinking. Twins. 
Kindergarten cop. Um, space. Spaceballs. <laughs> Office space. Copy and space. Uh, face. You say face off? Yeah. Uh, clue, please. Yeah, I'm not giving clue. Clue's the answer. <laughs> Is it clue? I'm just joking. I know it's not clue. Uh, Josh Brolin. There's my clue. Josh Brolin? Oh, Jonah Hex. Not hollow? Copies. Mimic! Uh. Mimic. <laughs> Alright. Next one. I'll do two more. Uh, shopping mice. Stuart Little. Mallrats. Mallrats. Shopping. Oh, I say chopping. That's me. I go for the stupider joke first, and then I decide the real answer. Sorry. (laughs) Okay. Last one. Yeah. This one's a little more. Here we go. The rectangular array of numbers comes full circle. Nick of time. The rectangular array of numbers comes full circle. If you focus on the last half of that clue, it might be easier. Is it an older movie or a new movie? Last 10 years. This is difficile. I'm actually thinking really hard about this one because I like this one. Is it Tree of Life? That's what I was thinking no. too. But... The rectangular array of numbers comes full circle. Something about numbers and circle? Hmm. S5? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I hope that we have listeners that are just screaming out the answer. I hope that they are too. Rectangular array of numbers comes full circle. Is it a good movie? Uh, many would say not as good as movies that preceded it. Rectangular array of circles. Number numbers comes oh. full circle. Rectangular array of numbers. Alan will be late to work before figuring out this answer. Oh shit! Sorry. Matrix Revolutions. The Matrix Revolution. Oh, oh man, Aaron, thank you. That was a great. That was a great one. <laughs> I want to think of more like that. <laughs> that was great. really no, no, needle, that was needlessly great. complex thank you, thank you, thank ones. Thank you. That was a okay. lot. <laughs> All right. So let's get to what we're going to talk about next week now after that stirring round of games. Um, who won? Who had more answers, actually? Uh, no. Three. Alan uh, won, but Abe gets one. Gets that one was worth two, so we tied. <laughs> okay. Good. All right. So uh, next week uh, we're gonna talk. We're gonna. I think we're probably gonna do a double episode. We're gonna talk about Cabin in the Woods and Space Jail Lockout, <laughs> as, as as some prefer to call it, like studios and people that don't know anything. Um, so yeah, Cabin okay. in the Woods and Lockout. Um, I'm saying right now, I have not. I have carefully avoided everything related to Cabin in the Woods. I have not seen any trailers. I have avoided plot synopses. I know very little about the film, and I'm very excited to finally see it with going in very fresh, because I've heard that you should not see this. You should not You should not watch any marketing for this movie. Just go and see it, because it's supposed to be amazing. I'm really excited for that. And then we have Lockout, which is Escape from Space Jail with Guy Pierce as Kurt Russell. And I'm also kind of excited for that, too, in like a very kind of fun, ridiculous action movie kind of way. So, uh, I mean, we just talked about The Raid, which is very John Carpentery, and this one is definitely very John Carpentery, but in space with Luke Besson making scripts. So, let's, uh, we'll see how both of those turn out. And um, for the box office, I guess we can. I don't know. I mean, we can predict. Um, I predict Hunter Games will still be number one. That's probably. That's, let's see. That's probably a fair guess. Let's see. Cabin in the Woods comes out in 2,600 theaters, Lockout comes out in 2,300 theaters. 
Three Stooges also comes out in 34. And oh. Stooges has the biggest kind, of, and it's a PG movie. So oh. for whatever reason, I guess the Three Stooges is the biggest threat to the Hunger Games. But um, well, yeah, there's three of them. Well, let's just make let's just make a guess is what we think is going to be in first place and with what with, with how much that's what I that's what how I much does Hunger Games make this week? Thirty eight. Thirty three. Thirty three. So it can only go down. Oh man. Wow. Uh, uh, I want to guess Hunger Games number one with twenty eight. First of twenty eight. All right. Let's see. I don't even know, man. I'm gonna. <laughs> That three, I'm gonna be. I don't know how if I'm gonna be annoyed by Three Stooges or like. I think it's gonna make be number two with like twenty five. That's I think, probably fair. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm right with you. And I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna say Hunger as well. But um... I still haven't seen Hunger Games, and I'm gonna probably go, try to go see that before I go see anything else. Bumping its numbers. No, I'm probably no. I'm probably gonna go see Kevin with the Kevin in the Kevin with the woods. With the woods. I'll, with the wood. I'll with see Kevin with the wood. <laughs> with the <laughs> With the wood of Omar Epps. And, uh, okay, uh, Abe, what do you uh, think? I said 27, by the way. I'm undercutting oh, out by a million. I'm going to go with Hunger uh, Games number one. I, I, I don't think it drops off crazy amount. Maybe 30 mil. Um, okay. Kevin of the Woods, I'm going to say third. And then Space Jail, I'm going to say like fifth. Yeah, that's probably, that sounds yeah. pretty reasonable to me. Uh, but for Kevin, are we guessing Kevin of the Woods dollar amount? Okay. No, we're, I was just guessing what's going to be okay, in first yeah. place. So, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Hunger Games. Yeah. yeah. It's a good thing that this is such a low-stakes game that we have yeah. the box office results. <laughs> no, mine is. <laughs> no, either. So, yeah. Okay, we'll see, we'll see how that turns out, I guess. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to both films, too. So it's going to be something. And, uh, yeah, I guess that's yeah, that's going to do it this week for Out Now, Baron and Abe. You can find more of my work at my personal blog site, thecodezeek.com, where you can find all my written movie reviews, as well as at whysoblue.com for all my Blu-ray reviews. And you can also find me at Twitter at twitter.com slash aaronsps3. Abe? More fun stuff at walrusmoose.blogspot.com, two animals, walrusmoose.blogspot.com, and twitter.com slash walrusmoose. And Alan? You can find me on Twitter at MrDVD, or you can go on uh, Instagram, mm-hmm. Aldo underscore Rain R A Y N E like Kill. the glorious bastard character. Killing Nazis daily. <laughs> you know how I do? I scalp bitches, <laughs> and then yeah, no, and I have it my blog, but I haven't had time to update it. Unfortunate. I was looking forward to more blog posts. I have I have everything outlined for the next. I just haven't had a chance to sit at my computer and actually. I live off my phone, and I don't like typing on my phone. Okay. <laughs> you know, don't judge me, Aaron. <laughs> Uh, when I get my iPad, I should update more, but okay, that's not going to happen either, so we'll see. But so, yes, yeah. that's how you can follow me and look at the stupid things I write and say. Great. Right? Yeah. All right. I'm so excited about it. I want to be. <laughs> Pressure. Okay, so um, music for this podcast will be provided by the Raid soundtrack, I'm sure. And, and Chumbawamba. And Chumbawamba. And, um, you know, make sure to check out all our other shows. They're all available on iTunes. We're out now with Aaron and Abe. And, of course, iTunes reviews and ratings are always cool. You can also find our show's episodes at hhwlod.com. You can find our show there as well as the other great shows on the network, including The Walking Dead TV Podcast, Legion to Dudes, Half Hour Wasted. Just a lot of fun shows about comics and movies and games and fun stuff with a lot of really cool guys. Hope to get some of those guys back on soon again, too. It's really fun to have Jim Deeds and Jordan and all those guys on here once in a while. And, um... 
yeah, outnow.podomatic.com. That's another place you can find most of the episodes, most of the newest ones, and a few exclusives. And, of course, email us at outnowpodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to send us any questions you may have. We'll answer them on the show like we did last week. That was a fun thing to do. Uh, James actually replied. He was very thankful for us answering his question about uh, uh, movie adaptations of uh, popular book series and uh, you know it's cool to cool to have questions like that That was a cool thing to do so you know feel free to email in with those and of course feel free to also email in and you know congratulate abe on solving one of the hardest alternate movie title games that we've ever had and you know chastise alan just because he needs to get on that blog <laughs> and yeah, you do that. i like attention negative or positive i don't care yeah we'll, we'll read alan's e- hate emails on air <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, and, that'd be funny. It would, kind of. And um, feel free, of course, to uh, like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash outnowpodcast. All our shows are posted there. We put all the updates there. All our, all the, we got a lot of stuff on there. Right? All the pictures for all our episodes we have on there. Just a lot of stuff. And, of course, twitter.com slash outnow underscore podcast. Follow our, you know, follow the Twitter feed as well. Yeah, it's the same basic thing. Just a lot of fun interacting with fans and whatnot. So, I think that does it all. Uh, Happy Easter, happy Passover, as we said before. And until next time, so long. And goodbye. Hasta luego.
Yeah, the drill boards are like, we got people that we don't want in the building. You should go fight them. And the SWAT guys are like, oh my God, they know we're here. And the other guys are like, we gotta go kill those guys. Oh yeah. Stifler, what are you doing? I know, right? I'm hilarious. Uh, hey, Jim. Right. <laughs> this trailer's. I'm getting in there cooler. <laughs>